A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of the Self Love Club podcast is brought to you by Delma T. Sit down with a cuppa and enjoy. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Hello, Self Love Clubbers. During these uncertain and unsettling times, the Self Love Club will continue to be a safe place for you. We can navigate through this time together. So far in this series, we've covered managing our stress and well being, managing our money and the financial impact of the global pandemic. You can find these episodes catching up with experts in their field in the pod feed. Next week, there will be an episode featuring a highly skilled employment lawyer. In this episode, I catch up with registered psychologist with 25 years of experience, Sarah Chatwin. We cover the ways different people are handling stress right now, a reassurance that you are 100% not alone, the impact of isolation, how we can stay mentally healthy in this time, and heaps of helpful self-care tips. Just a quick note, we are continuing to podcast during this time where we can't actually catch up with guests in person. I made sure the quality is really good using a studio desk, but because we are using Zoom, sometimes there's going to be tiny glitches and I've edited them as much as I could. But at times when Sarah talks, there's a slight echo back. It's nothing major. The quality is amazing for you and I know you will really enjoy this one and find it super helpful. Enjoy. Sarah Chetwin, registered psychologist. Thank you so much for your time today doing this call over Zoom for the Self Love Club. How are you doing? No problem. Yeah, doing pretty well. Just kind of uh, keeping active and um, business as usual for me, really, because I can do things through Ness and um, Skype, Zoom, all of those platforms. So, yeah, just kind of keeping it going. Yeah. Now, tell us about yourself. Obviously, we know that you are a psychologist. Tell us about yourself and what you do. So I have been a registered psychologist, registered for about 20-odd years now, um, having completed a few degrees from university. Uh, I have children, a couple of whom are essential workers, so I have that level of anxiety in and around um, this time. And I have been in private... I mean, I started in the public health sector and I enjoyed it, but I do... I moved into the private sector fairly quickly because I... I felt that I wasn't really giving of my best publicly. I felt that, you know, it's so fragmented and I was unsure whether the service really gave people as much as they needed. So I felt that private practice allowed me to do that. And these days I contribute a lot to media with regard to psychological issues. So you might see me pop up on News Hub or the AM show or the cafe or some some news show just talking about issues psychological. So I keep myself fairly busy with regard to work and in my private time, very sport, I love sports, love activity, um, have a lovely family, lovely partner. So yeah, just the regular stuff really. Yeah. (laughs) And how have you found this time? I know that you've been fairly busy working through it. How have you coped during our lockdown? Look, I I mean, who prepares themselves for something like this? It's, It's a very weird situation, but I have, uh, I don't think I've done it too tough. I've kept in contact with, you know, friends, family. Um, I was in a uh, 
whilst my bubble was just my partner and I, it, that was purely because we had a doctor and we had a doctor in the family, and so we had to be very careful of, of who and what he was coming into contact with. Um, so I believe connectivity has been key for me, just keeping up to speed with family, friends, um, and keeping in touch. But yeah, it's a, it's a little bit surreal. It's almost, I think I mentioned to one of my media colleagues, it's a bit like watching that Netflix series, um, Black Mirror. Mm. All of those scenarios that you think, oh, that could never happen to us, kind of was happening to us. You know, lockdown, big brother-like scenarios, people watching people, people not um, interfacing with people, you know, that two-metre two distancing. I mean, it's strange. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> like an episode of Black Mirror, that's for sure. <laughs> but it's but it's our real life. Now, a lot of people are going through some really stressful situations at the moment, and I guess people do react in a lot of different ways. What are you seeing during this time from different people? I guess in sort of like a reassurance for a lot of people that perhaps they're not alone and how they are feeling. Yeah, I guess for me, I always saw people experiencing anxiety, but I think it's been heightened in this time. So people are very anxious, not only anxious about their emotions and their mindset that I usually dealt with, but anxious about finances, anxious about whether they can pay the rent you know, in the next three months, just anxiety across the board. And and from a lot more people that, you know, were struggling with it before this time. So a lot of uh, things around anxiety. And then, of course, you get some depressive symptoms and people feeling like they just don't want to think about this. Sleep disorders, seen and heard about a few people with sleeping disorders, you know, waking up at that midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock kind of time frame and just going over and over what the options are for them or what will happen, creating all these uh, scenarios in their mind, many of which won't happen and will never happen. But it's just that time of, you know, uncertainty and insecurity. So all of those things have been coming to the surface for a person like me with regard to my clientele. Yeah, and I guess for people that are listening, if you're feeling any of those ways, it's completely normal. I mean, so many people are in the same situation right now. And I mean, that's not nice, I feel, for a lot of people. But at least in some ways, you are not, you really don't feel alone at the moment because there are so many people that are in the same boat. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, I guess for some, it's comforting to think, well, I'm feeling like this. Is this right? Yeah, it's your right. It's the new normal. For a lot of people, it'll be cold comfort. Um, they'll go... Yeah, I understand that everybody's feeling like this, but this really sucks because it's me Mm. and it's happening to me. But I think it's just in this situation, perhaps anxiety and depressive symptomology and and all of that stuff is a little bit more run of the mill. It's a little bit more human to be experiencing that now or more of it now. Mm. What are some ways that we can help with that? Because obviously, you know, stress, people react in different ways and, and a lot of these stresses, we can't control what is going on right now in a lot of ways. What are some ways that people could perhaps help themselves if they're experiencing those sorts of things? Well, I was talking to, um, you know, a couple of commentators on TV yesterday and they said, you know, I'm sick of going for walks. I'm sick of, you know, doing this and doing that. I would say, okay, you can be sick of it, but at the end of the day, it is quite good for you. To get out, um, to get out of your bubble in terms of getting out of your bubble safely with the distancing and going for a walk, going for a run, or even in your bubble trying to do some exercise or just take some time for you in a regular fashion during the day is is really healthy. If you can get any of those endorphins 
or any of those good hormones bubbling, try it. Mm. Um, if you're not sporty, if you don't like exercise and, and that's not such a comfortable option or it, it doesn't make you happy, then perhaps reading a book, sitting with a cup of tea and just looking outside, watching something, even if it's a short chart, something on TV, just to break up your day. Many people are fortunate enough to have work. And when I say fortunate, I'm not saying that tongue in cheek. I'm saying that mm. to have stuff to, to get you through your day, to uh, you know help you focus or to give you a focus is really helpful. So I think taking time out, if you can, and if it makes you feel better, getting some exercise in whatever form it takes. That might be power walking around the block a couple of times. It might be sitting on your lounge room floor and doing some crunches or some ab exercises. It might be watching some sport online. You know, if you can find a focus physically, it can get some of that good stuff pumping around the old body, which helps the mind, obviously. Mm. Um, if you can factor into your day some some time that's, that uh, works for you, so it might be a cup of tea, reading a book, just sitting and letting yourself be and, and you know, just quietly not thinking not doing much meditation is great yoga is great I mean I was horrible at meditation when I started I actually didn't believe in it because I'm one of these you can tell by my gesticulations I'm one of these kind of fast moving fast yeah. talking <laughs> non you're a go-getter you like to be types. active yeah <laughs> I do I do I'm one of those type A's um, but you can learn to meditate and it's I love it it just mm. takes me out of my busy little self and gives me that time to you know decompress yeah. so anything that you can find that makes you feel good within reason and legally um yeah. is great yeah. that's exactly <laughs> uh, right so all of that yeah all of those are kind of key tips for me personally I mean yeah exercise getting out um but I went out in the howling wind and rain in my little jacket with my hood with shorts on would you believe <laughs> but I enjoyed it it was yeah. quite invigorating it had the old um, earpods in and my music and it was amazing you know if people are feeling a little bit like it's groundhog day every day um and you know they're just in this holding pattern which we all feel a bit of get out break yeah. out of it do what makes you happy you're so right even if it's raining if it's good for you just yeah get outside put your jacket on and even just half an hour walking around will make you feel so much better than perhaps sitting at a desk or whatever you are doing yeah, you're so right yeah, that for exactly. a lot of us, we are lucky to still be working. There are people that are not able to work. And even in level three, like retail, hospitality, a lot of sectors will not be able to work. And I think some of those people are really struggling because they don't have a lot of structure to their day. Um, yeah. You know, what would your advice be to those people who perhaps are struggling more than those of us who are still able to work? Yeah, it's interesting because many commentators, because they've been many commentators uh, on TV, but a lot of um, us are saying the same things. And it is that structure is good. You know when you hear human beings say, oh, I like to be spontaneous, I like to be free and easy. Well, actually, we don't. We don't. I, don't, I just don't believe that. We come into the world as a baby. We feed, we sleep, and we, you know, yeah. do our business. <laughs> and we, we're in that holding pattern for a long time. And then we, we grow up and our parents put things in place. So structure uh, is probably really good to have. And from the beginning of lockdown, many people, including myself, were saying, don't beat yourself up about it within the first few days, but certainly try to get into some pattern, some routine. You know, you get up in the morning, you have a little bit of breakfast, you do some exercise, have a bit more breakfast, finish that off, go have your shower, and then you do a bit of work. Now, I hear you when you say that many people have work. 
many people are worried about work and some people know that they probably don't have work. In fact, many people have lost their jobs and there's just no nice way to be in that space. It, it must be awful. But I think this is a, a great time to think about creativity. What, what else can you do? What else can you do creatively? I mean, I love that restaurants and cafes and, you know, are thinking about the online side of things, the click and, uh, click and collect coffees. I'm hanging out for that. Oh, my God, I know. <laughs> God, I've, ma- I've gotten good at making them at home, though. I've got to say, I'm not, my, my yeah, coconut know, flat whites are not oh. so bad anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My partner has been awesome. I actually never knew he made such a great coffee until now. It's just been brilliant. But... I think a lot of people are thinking creatively and I love that because Mm. is it not a time where we have to go, what else can we do? Or how can we do what we do differently so that we can get out there within the lockdown four and going into three? Because until we get to lockdown two, we're a little bit stuck. You know, we are still a bit stuck. I I heard somebody say level three sounds like or looks more like level 3.9. You know, it's not quite as um, level three as we would like. So I I think it's about being creative. Can you do anything else? What are your skills? Because when people get rid of a few layers, when they stop, when they shift their mindset and start to get a little bit positive, they can come up with some really cool ideas. I mean, you know, I've just heard about some amazing ideas, particularly um, I have some friends who are in hospitality and obviously that has been struck so yeah. hard. But they've come up with little things that they might put into place and neat little ideas that they're going to just investigate, do the due diligence because we've got the time. Mm. So it's a, it's kind of a, an exciting and neat time of, yeah, creativity, being creative and just thinking outside that square. I know it's not comfortable change is not comfortable Mm. but we've got to do it yeah, and that's it. I mean, it's, and I'm not saying that it's easy for anybody, but maybe people who are in retail or hospitality, and it's making me so proud seeing everyone be really creative. Like I'm, you know, you see on the news or whatever, restaurants coming up with different ideas, and I'm like, wow, that's that's a really, Kiwis are great at being innovative, so that's really cool to see. But you're right, I think a lot of people do, and again, it's a very stressful time. People aren't sure about work or if they're going to have work, but a lot of people do define themselves by what they do a lot of the time and if they're not able to go to work, then people really struggle. And I, you're right, we do love structure. Um, so for people who aren't able to go to work yet, it's probably hard to be creative maybe sometimes when you're feeling a bit stressed, but there are other things people can be doing and not even as a job. You could be doing like people are colouring in or painting or, I don't know, coming up with different ideas. And so, yeah, I think that's a good idea. And maybe, yeah, like you say, making that structure to their day, whatever way that's going to be, right? Yeah, and I think creativity, as you say, it may not be that it leads you to another destination in terms of employment, but it might be in terms of connectivity. And when you connect with people by doing pictures or posting messages or going onto an app and, and joining into a conversation, you might get ideas and you might create connections with people. It's incredible. Um, we have been walking around our neighbourhood on our you know walks and runs. And you actually, you know, obviously you come face to face with people at a distance, but you, you know, you have a bit of a chat on the odd occasion and it's uh, in my view, on some days when we've gone out, I've come back in a very, very good mood um, because, you know, I've met people and talked to people and it's really nice. Mm. And I think this whole remaining in your bubble and in your close environment 
has been in some ways really neat. I've got to see a few different people that actually I live beside, um, have conversations with people I never knew, and uh, talk about issues probably wouldn't be talking about. So I'm a bit of a silver linings girl, I've got to say. I think I have been um, criticised <laughs> in the past as being a bit, you know, um, glass is definitely half full to overflowing type. But what else is there? Yeah, you, know, you, do you do have to try. look for the positives. Um, I'm I'm oh, a bit the I same as so. you. I sort of I feel yeah. for a lot of people right now, but I, and I'm always just grateful because I know there's people that are way worse off. And so just think of those people and yeah, try find the positives, even though that sounds horrible in a in a nasty situation like this. But yeah, you're right. There are there are some good things like connecting with lovely people around or. There's so many things like that that we can focus our energy on as well, which might make well, us feel a lot bit of people, better. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people put together and are very – I'm not a huge proponent of it because I it's not something that I do naturally, but those gratitude journals and writing things down and affirmations, you know, a couple of affirmations in the morning, a couple at lunchtime when you take a break, a couple at night. A lot of people are, in, um, are great proponents of that kind of stuff. For me, I don't, as a psychologist, I mean, I, I love being one because it, it seems to have taught me how to be positive most of my life, um, even in the face of adversity. Mm. But for people who feel that they're, you know, diving into that deep abyss every day, you know, when they, um, you know, just feel so awful and so nervous and so deflated, something like, you know, I heard somebody was cooking a lot. They, liked, they found that they liked cooking. They'd never had time for it. So they were cooking a nice lunch for their family. They were cooking a great dinner at night. Um, they were making meals out of things, you know, when the, when the cupboard was a little bit lean, but they had the ability to kind of whisk together a little something. And they just found it something that took them right out of that dark place and into a much lighter, much more positive space. So it's about finding those little things that work for you. For me, it's not journaling or um, so much of that stuff. For me, it's just, you know, telling myself that things are good and, and really reminding myself or taking time in my day to reflect upon how many great gifts I have and, and what amazing people I have in my life mm. and what a great family I've got and their partner and all of that. Just reminding myself, taking the time, to remind myself of all the good things. That works for me, may not work for everyone. Somebody might like journaling, writing things down, cooking, talking, connecting. There are all these little things that we can do. We've just got to find a few that work for, for us individually. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, what you're saying is finding those things that get you out of your head a bit because I think sometimes we just get really stuck in our head, especially in, a, in stressful situations, right? Yeah. So if you listen to a lot of what I say and I have been saying through the media, um, don't let things stay in your head because they are bigger and more scary than they actually are when you put them down onto a computer or paper or whatever format you choose to note things down. When you actually do you know, get a piece of paper and write pros and cons, you'll actually find that the pros are probably much, much of a longer list, more of a longer list than the cons. I mean, if you have the ability to connect with even one lovely person, then you're very blessed to have that person in your life. If you get up in the morning and you can walk on your two legs and use your two arms, then you are very blessed. If you, um, you know, live in a house and have a roof over your head, then you are very blessed. And I hear what you say about sometimes it's very sobering to think about how other people are living and how other people are existing because many people 
have very, very challenging lives for one reason or another. Life can be pretty tough. Mm. Life can be pretty judgmental. Life can be really, really challenging. And so for, for, for those of us that wake up with all these things around us, we just don't take notice of them. Well, that's a little bit arrogant. You need to stop that and get off that train and just yeah. really celebrate who you are, what you have to bring to the table. Because I, I can tell you, I have friends with disabilities who every day celebrate exactly what they have, and it is awesome. We'll get back to the rest of our episode with psychologist Sarah Chatwin soon. But first, a word from our pals at Dilma Tea. I love how a cup of tea can make you feel better. When I can sense that someone isn't quite feeling themselves, I like to make them a cup of Dilma Calm or the Dilma Peaceful, which is peppermint and ginger. It's one of my faves. And I love it when people make me a cup of two. It's the nicest thing. Dilma Tea have a range of teas, including herbal and fruit teas. So there's something for everyone. Offer to make a cuppa for someone at home today. This simple act can bring a smile to their face and really make their day. Plus, check out the giveaway on Self Love Club Podcast Instagram. Share a cup of comfort with me to win with Dilma Tea. You have talked about ways of connecting with people, and we are able to connect, thank goodness for the internet, and, and even just going for walks around your block. A lot of people are, though, feeling quite isolated. What can be the impact of that? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that we all, even me, have, you know, I've had that, that little moment of, oh, <laughs> feel a bit lonely. Um, and I'm not um, in a bubble with all my family members, so I really miss them. Mm. And you have that moment or more moments where you go, wow, this is isolating. So I think we definitely are going to come out of this with those kind of feelings. And, and even some of us might have a, a few little nightmares after the fact having been alone and spent so much self-time that we didn't necessarily want. So maybe just understanding that, again, you're not alone, you're not feeling that feeling alone. Well, we hopefully will not have those feelings in an ongoing fashion, so it will be something that we can kind of look back on or put in a box and, you know, stick behind us. But I think also utilising alone time or loneliness. I remember reading... um, material that said you know loneliness is it is real it is real for so many people but if you choose to you can harness that energy that you put into being lonely or that comes from that space into something else so the minute that you're feeling alone and lonely do something else find something maybe fill that gap of time other proponents might say well that's just covering over the you know, that's not heat letting things heal. That's covering over the thing with the plaster that will probably fall off. I don't believe that. I think that if you if you feel yourself in that space, think of something that might get you out of that space. Uh, again, a reward, um, something nice, a memory. Think about those things that you used to do. Think about, I don't know, the trip that you went on that you really enjoyed. Think about an award that you might have got maybe even when you were five and year one at school. You go back and remember things. You must have memories. You might want to look at some photos. Just And that just takes you out of that space. But loneliness and feeling alone is a very real thing that people are going through. I believe it's a transitional thing. It's just part of this change that we are seeing. I do believe we can resolve it. But, I mean, many people would say, hey, 
I've been lonely and gone through periods of loneliness all through my life, not just in lockdown. Yeah, that's exactly right. I just feel for the elderly, especially who are already a bit isolated and they, you know, my grandma right now, people like that, they're in rest times, no one's allowed to visit them. It's quite, I just feel for them, like we, the rest of us, you're allowed to feel lonely and everything, but I think I just think of them because that must be so hard for them, you know. They don't really have a lot in their day, whereas we have such full lives, you know. I had a really interesting conversation um, through a talkback situation that I did for radio last week, uh, and a lady in her 70s rang in, sounded vibrant and gorgeous, and uh, she said, I feel like the government has just said, stay in your homes, lock your doors, and we forget about you. And what I did reassure her of was that, no, we haven't forgotten about the elderly people in our families, in our communities, and in, in society generally. I certainly haven't. I'm sure you haven't. You just mentioned your grandmother. And people haven't. What we are aware of, and this is the difference, we are very aware of keeping the elderly safe because it seems to be a disease that, you know, if you have a residual health issue or if you are aged, it can, not all the time, but it can, you know, really be a significant factor in, in, in your life. So we're very aware of keeping our elderly healthy. But yes, I feel very passionate about the need for us to reconnect with elderly people and to keep them in our thoughts and in our connections on the daily if we can. And that even means that, you know, um, and I did this the other day when I was walking, an elderly couple actually passed me walking together. They were obviously in the, in the same bubble and they said hi and I said hi and then we had a short conversation as we stopped on the path, two metres apart, um, following the rules. <laughs> I love how everyone's saying that. They're like, we were two metres apart. I know. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I mean, it was it was really neat to, to talk to them and, they're lovely. I mean, they have such a wisdom and knowledge about life. Who wouldn't want their grandparents or elderly friends and people in their lives? So that's just what I want to put out there. Mm. What would be some more of your, like for you personally, or we talk a lot about self-care on the podcast. What would be some yeah. of your self-care tips that people could be picking up right now, maybe trying out or or just putting into yeah. use to, to help them through this time? These are old life hacks, 101, <laughs> Sarah Chatwin slash MindWorks, registered psychologist, or life hacks. Uh, look, I never begrudge a bit of rest time, to be honest. And I mean, the one thing we've all got at the moment, a lot of us, I mean, our essential workers are doing a, man, a next level great mm. job. But there's a lot of us that have some time to so take rest, rest. We are going through a period that is very um, de-energizing, anxiety provoking so if you can take some time to rest do it if you can have a power nap every now and again do it if you can go to bed earlier so that you so if you are waking up at midnight if you've gone to bed at 9 30 well you've got a few hours rest is a, a key thing for me sleep is another key thing i think sleep is a very underrated feel good i would also say but i'm a little bit biased in this uh, domain because i'm a non-drinker don't go overboard with the drinking and smoking and all of those activities. They just anaesthetize us from reality. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> this isn't a great time to anaesthetize yourself because what happens when you come out of that anesthetic, it's like, oh, what's happened to the world? So don't do that stuff or don't overdo that stuff. Keep yourself as clear as you can. Keep your mind as clear as you can keep it so that you can make really good decisions, really good choices, and come out of this worldwide blip 
as a better person or a better version of yourself. Sleep, rest, key for me. Focusing on positive stuff and when you're not sleeping and resting, you know, being active, I really rate exercise in any form. Walking, running, gymming, doing exercises with cans of beans. So many options. We're seeing everyone being really creative and doing home workouts and yeah, going for a quick walk around the block. It doesn't have to be and it doesn't have to be really fancy. It can just be whatever works for you and Absolutely. I I um I noticed somebody was talking to me the other day, like this on Zoom or you know, one of the platforms, saying that they had taken up guitar and ballet. On, you know, they were watching and they were just so religiously once a day they would put on a YouTube video. That's so cool. And take a guitar lesson and do ballet. And you know what? I think I'm a frustrated ballerina at heart. I took it for a few years when I was little and I wasn't too bad. So that really resonated with me. Yeah. So I'm going to try. Yeah, and that's the thing. There's so many things, videos online. You can learn to do so many things online yeah. that if you want to do that. I did yeah. like how you talked about rest because I do feel like at the moment, some people sort of, and we're seeing it on social media a lot, and it's really great seeing people be productive and do cool things and bake and cook and do all these things. But I also think some people are having a bit of a productivity competition in a way. And I think it's really important to, yeah, be productive, but also rest. You don't, some people are, you know, are already working enough or going through stressful things. You don't have to be pushing yourself further at the moment I no look, I that. don't like that um I was never a proponent of social media sorry Bell and influences and people you know of the millennial and, and generation wise <laughs> generation um I don't like it um I've never liked it I do think there are really helpful aspects of it in this climate and in these conditions um but the competitive side of things no leave that out mm. be more cooperative versus competitive leave the competition out of it do what you do do it to the best of your ability do it so you enjoy it watch what other people do because it's amusing and interesting and fun but who cares yeah i mean i love those songs that people are coming up with you know that what's that lockdown thing where that guy with his family lockdown boogie or something there were people that um, i saw on the news that are going into their bathrooms and having jam out sessions i'm like that's quite cool yeah. but if i was in that family i'd be hiding in a cupboard being like oh my god like, <laughs> so much i mean i i love what people are doing yeah. and i watch it and i and i don't want to better it i just want to enjoy it so yeah. that's another thing don't get competitive in this time there's no point but enjoy what people are putting out and i marvel at some of the skills of these people yeah definitely no i i agree with you on the social media stuff i use it obviously as part of my work and what i do but i just i yeah. really i worry about people because what a lot of what happens is it's not about the competing as as much it's some people will just make it'll make them feel really crap about themselves and what they're doing and i don't like yeah. that i feel i feel for those people i just think it's really dangerous messaging and yeah, I've spoken a little bit about that because I don't like that people who are working long hours or looking after kids and already dealing with stressful situations like losing their jobs or whatever, then having people online being like, you should be scrubbing your walls with baking soda. It's like, leave them alone. They're already doing enough, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, that's the thing as a psychologist I've always disliked about social media, that need to be liked and that need for all these little, you know, things. Oh, my goodness. That is just ridiculous. As a psychologist, even on my MindWorks Facebook page, hardly anybody likes stuff because they don't want people to know they know a psychologist. But I do think it's been handy for connecting people. I think it's given us some great clips and some great tips. Also, we've got to just say that a lot of social media, and I, I, have, I don't have Instagram, but I have, I have obviously seen 
Instagram photos and it's always food and people, well, often food and people looking beautiful and all the rest of it. Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> just how realistic that is. And for people, young people, kids, to want to be that. No, be who you are. Celebrate who you are because everyone has beauty inside them. Everyone that's being kind and being nice and being thoughtful. People that, you know, do nice stuff, that comes from a nice place within. So they'll always be beautiful people to me. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what they, what food they cook and how well they present it. Mm. So we've just got to be a bit careful of, yeah. as we said before, the competition and the the fantasy images that social media can say, this is how it is. Yeah, with 15 filters and a bit of tweaking and photoshopping. <laughs> that's how it is, folks, but that's not really how it is in real life. So, yeah, I think we've just got to take it. As an adult, though, uh, we can do that quite easily. Children don't necessarily think like that, so they see these images and they think that's how it is. No, it's not. So we have a, yeah, we have a responsibility to be a bit, you know, to keep things real and, and, and send more realistic messages to our youth. Yeah, before we wrap up, I did want to actually touch on kids because I know that a lot of parents are concerned about their children and how to explain what's going on to them. And, I mean, kids are very resilient, but, you know, a lot of them right now, it may be a bit challenging for them. What would you say about that? Yeah, I totally agree that children are resilient. And I think often parents think more negatively around situations and kids. And if you want to look at developmental theory, children up to about age 15 don't have um, crystallized cognition. So their, their ability to reason and rationalize isn't quite as, you know, finely tuned as, as people above uh, 15, 18. Physiologically, there's no need for parents to be quite as worried. But of course, you need to be careful about what is going into your children's minds and what they're seeing on screens. So I would say that parents have to keep an eye on things. And of course, in this situation, you can do that because you're all at home and, you know, you are together. So I would encourage parents to just keep a handle on what kids are viewing, what input they're getting. I would also encourage parents to keep the conversation open and make themselves available to their children so that children can ask questions if they have any insecurities because we have insecurities as adults, so children are going to have insecurities too. So just... Be there for them. Avail yourself to them. Listen to them. Just to wrap up, you've given us so much advice. Thank you so much for that. And I'm sure people can take a lot from this. What would be a message you would like to share to people who maybe are struggling right now? Kind of maybe just they could use it as a bit of reassurance from you. Yeah. So the, the struggle is real for everyone. It's not just you. The struggle is real. Even for psychologists, you know, I've, as I've said before, I've had my moments of what next? What is going to happen? Are we ever going to get out of lockdown? So the struggle is real. You're not alone. But I, I can't um, emphasize enough the need to keep your body a little active because the body, you know, the mind and the body, they're, they're so closely linked. That's why I'm, as a psychologist, I just can't see where they end and where they begin. They're both together. So keep try to keep yourself active. Treat yourself celebrate who you are tell yourself on a daily basis just a couple of good things about yourself i mean i i might say to myself i'll, I'll use myself as an example because i don't want to pick on anybody but and i'll ask you in a minute um <laughs> i try to be really happy i try to smile and not frown uh i think i'm a really kind person there you go there's mine okay you do three 
three positive things about yourself. I'm thoughtful about others. I try to be positive and share positive things. You've got a great smile. There you oh, go. Thank There's you. Three. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I do smile thoughtful, a bit. Thoughtful, positive, yeah. smart, and you've got a great smile. Because you know what? When we can say nice things about ourselves, we can then transmit it to others. Yeah. We've got to look after ourselves before we can look after others. So we need to pat ourselves on the back then we can put all of that out there to other people. Yeah, it's a win-win. So, you're so right. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Thanks to Dilma T for making this episode of the Self Love Club podcast possible. Enjoy a cup of Dilma tea at home today. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for weekly episodes and catch up on apps you may have missed. Reviews and sharing the Self Love Club with your friends and on your Instagram stories helps heaps in spreading the self love message. You can keep up with the Self Love Club at Self Love Club Podcast and at Belle Crawford on Instagram. Plus, find resources and blog posts on my website, bellcrawford.com. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through the rest of the year with weekly episodes available each Monday. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.